Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is number 210, episode 210 of the S. Anthony Says podcast starring S. Anthony Thomas. And who's that? Uh, That would be me. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping back and listening to this episode and for all the love that you've been showing all the episodes over the years. I really do appreciate it. Also, I want to thank you guys very, very much. I just threw up a little 30 second um one person comedy sketch uh, video on my Twitter. And I just thought it'd be a cute little thing to throw up there. And I did not expect to get, uh, have a, you know, many people writing to me uh, saying uh, wonderful things about the little 30 second thing. So uh, for those of you that uh, said it was hilarious and all the kind things that you wrote to me in the email and all that kind of stuff in direct messages and tweets, I want to thank you very, very much. I didn't really think that I would get that kind of reaction because literally I was literally in the bathroom. Um, I was just standing in, I was in my bathroom I had my uh, tablet in my hand um, and don't get the wrong idea. I wasn't actually going to the bathroom. I was just going into the bathroom to look in the mirror because I thought I had something in my eye and I rinsed my eye out and then I dried my face off. And then as a joke, I just turned on my tablet and did that little, you know, little sketch one take and I recorded and I was like, oh, that's pretty cute. I think I put it up on Twitter. And then the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire and I get a whole bunch of email people thinking that it was great. So thank you very much for that. And I also want to thank people that wrote to me about the little, the little, little 30 second thing that referred to me as a double genius. Um, I want to thank you very, very much because, uh, you know, uh, being a double genius as I am, uh, it's very, very nice to people to acknowledge my double genius. But I want to let you know that at three o'clock today, I've actually been upgraded to triple genius. So if, if you wouldn't mind erasing all those emails and stuff like that and rewriting the email and instead of referring to me as a, as a double genius, I want you to now, you know, go back and refer to me as a triple genius. <laughs> Okay, that is not true. I've not been upgraded to triple genius because, you know, that's that's ridiculous. You don't you you know, you don't get upgraded to triple genius like that. Just just, you know, just my I'll be honest with you. I didn't get upgraded to triple genius. Oh, excuse me. I just got a message. Hello, uh, Mr. Thomas. Yeah, what's going on? We just referred to you refer. I heard you referring to yourself as a triple genius. Well, that's that's yes, that's a a triple genius. But I was just kidding. I'm still at the double genius. Well, Mr. Thomas, your sketch on the the little sketch you did was so fantastic. We've actually skipped over triple genius. You may you now have been upgraded to read the paper here. You are now a quadruple genius. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's it's my joy and my honor to bring this paperwork to you to let you know that you're a quadruple genius now. It's an honor to be in your presence. Well, person that's not really here, which is really just me doing another voice on the other side of the microphone, thank you very much. You mean I don't exist? No. This is embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> you can leave now, person that's not really here. Anyway, folks, I want to thank you very much. <laughs> I want to thank you very, very much for uh, for all that love on that, on that. And uh, are you ready for episode number 210? Of course you are. And let's talk about something cool here. And I want to tell you something. I'm reading Twitter. And I, I'm on Twitter a lot. And as, as, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that, you know, because the, the, the people that are listening to this, a lot of them are on Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of stuff following there. And I, when you, when I watch the, when I do see, I think there's a thing called, uh, I forget what it's called on Twitter, even though I'm on Twitter all the time, I'm drawing a blank on it, but you can look at the news. And I always see these sick, disgusting, perverted, weird ass people doing these weird ass things and these things that you know for a fact you would never do. And you're looking at how that could that person do that thing. That guy's a disgusting bastard. And I don't know what the hell is wrong with him. There's something wrong with that guy. He's sick. I don't get it. He's a sick, disgusting bastard. 
By the way, before I continue, if you were wondering where the voices are that are in the background, the voices in the background are because I'm recording at home with my normal equipment and everybody that has ever been related to me in the history of the world is now upstairs making lots of noise. So if you're listening to me right now and you hear voices of children, of women, of people who should know better than to make lots of noise when they know I'm recording downstairs, I want you to know that there's nobody behind you. It's not an aberration. It's not some kind of weird thing. It's just other people who don't know how to shut the hell up when I'm recording. I will now continue on with episode 210. So you see these disgusting people, by the way, that wasn't a drop. I just did that. You see these disgusting people and you're wondering what the hell is wrong with these bastards? Why are they doing these disgusting things? Why are they acting like that? I could never be as disgusting and perverted and gross as these bastards are. I could never be that. That could never, never, never be me. And I want to let you know you are right. That can never, never, never be you because there is that part of you that is a disgusting, perverted piece of crap, but it's only about 1% of you. The other 99% of you is normal for the most part but that one percent is a hunk of crap i know it for a fact you ever have thoughts go through your mind and you're going i'm ashamed that thought went through my mind and you realize that's the same thought that is the majority of what's going on in the mind of the disgusting person you have the same thoughts but it gets voted down and shouted down by the normal 99 percent of your brain yeah that's right i said it Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. Whenever I see a guy that's like 80 years old or seven years old or 60 years old and he's running around the beach with a 20 year old lady or a 19 year old lady or a 22 year old lady in the back of my mind, I'm going, dude, really, really, dude. Come on, you're old enough to be a grandfather. You're old enough to be a father. You should be ashamed of yourself. I would never do that. I wouldn't even think of doing something like that. That's what you say to yourself. And that's what I said to myself. And I want to let you know right now, you're a liar. And so am I. I had a dirty old man moment at the damn supermarket and I'm not proud of it, but it happened and I'm going to tell you about it and I'm going to, I'm putting it out there and there's going to be people in different countries. A whole bunch of people are going to hear this crap. And if you're sitting there in your car listening to this, yeah, I said it. Or you're running on the treadmill or you're doing some work in the yard and you're listening to the S. Anthony Says podcast. You're going to hear this story and you're going to go, you know what? I love your show and you're a quadruple genius. But there's no way in the world I would even have thoughts like that because I'm not disgusting. Well, guess what? Shut up. Yes, you do. You bastards. So I'm in the supermarket and I'm just, and you know how much I hate going to the damn supermarket. If you listen to me, you know, I hate that crap. And I see, I look up the aisle, all the way to the other side of the aisle. And I see someone that looks familiar to me. Very, very familiar to me. And sometimes when you see someone that looks familiar, you don't know whether you know them or they just kind of look like somebody that you know. You don't know where you know them from. You just don't know. I just didn't know. But she looked familiar to me. Very, very, very familiar to me for some reason. And I kept looking at her, but I didn't want her to see me looking at her because I didn't want her to think I was some kind of pervert. But she did have a beautiful ass and a beautiful everything. 
And then I realized there's a reason she looks familiar. The young lady all the way down this long aisle of the supermarket looks and is built like an, my ex-girlfriend. But I know it's not her because she's not in the country. So I'm going, okay, that can't be her because she's not in the country. It gets not her. So, okay, she looks like my ex-girlfriend. Not a big deal. Let me go back to shopping and get this shopping over because shopping sucks. Now, as I'm going up and down the aisle, the lady starts to walk towards me and she's not walking towards me to speak to me. She just happens to be walking past. And as she gets closer and closer, I start to notice that the resemblance to my ex-girlfriend is ridiculous, uncanny. She doesn't look exactly like her. But if during the course of that relationship, if this young lady were to walk in the house and say, hey, yes, I'm blah, blah, blah's sister. And that you the one that you didn't meet because I was off doing something else. I would believe it. I would believe it. That's how I mean, she was built exactly like my ex-girlfriend. Her face was almost exactly like my ex-girlfriend. She was 19 years old. She was like a 19 year old version of my ex-girlfriend who, when we were together, was 29. Oh, yeah. This lady looked 10 years younger than the woman I used to have sex with regularly. Oh, no. And my face, I was trying my best to stop looking at her. But it's really weird. Right? Isn't it weird when you run across somebody you used to have lots and lots of sex with? An ex-wife, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, whatever. Whatever it was, you two banged the crap out of each other on a regular basis, dug it, but then the relationship fell apart. Now, if it's a relationship that went sour because of something horrible, they cheated, they stole money, something horrible, they did something bad, you don't miss them. You look at me, she still looks good, but... But that relationship went apart because we just kind of grew apart. We weren't even mad at each other. We didn't do anything bad to each other. We never cheated. We're actually still friendly. We don't get to see each other that much because she's not in the country, but we're still friends. We're still cool. I don't get jealous when I see it with somebody else on Facebook or whatever, and she doesn't get jealous about me. We're friends. Yes, we banged the crap out of each other for a few years, and it fell apart, but we were never mad. So there was never that negative thing attached to her. So all of a sudden, now I'm standing in the supermarket looking at the same body, the same face as somebody used to bang the crap out of me and I used to bang the crap out of her and this is a 10 year younger version and she was young to begin with because at the time she was 29 and this lady is 19 and I'm going oh no please leave the aisle I'm trying not to look at your breasts because your breasts are exactly like the breasts I used to be able to do stuff with mm, please leave the aisle so I'm looking away so I don't look at her. And then she comes up and asks me a question. And then, of course, I'm a comedian. And I said something funny and she laughed. Ha 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 And, you know, sometimes when women laugh, they touch you. That was so funny. She touched my chest. And then she then she touched my arm. Ha ha you're funny. I said, thank you. And I'm going, please leave. Your breasts are jiggling. I don't want to look at them. Because they're just like the breast I used to be able to do stuff to. And I don't want to look at them because you're probably about 19 years old. And I don't want to look at a 19 year old even though the 19 year old looks just like the 29 year old i used to be able to do stuff to can't do it can't look at her i look away but unfortunately for me she thinks i'm cute and i just made her laugh so now she's kind of making an excuse to run into me several times during the supermarket and then she's doing this stupid 
that stupid flirty thing. You know how sometimes we, when women are really bad at flirting, but they do it anyway. That's what she was doing. And now she's making it a point to bend over and get stuff in front of me. And I'm trying not to look, but I took a peek by accident. I didn't want to look. I was looking at some. Yeah, I needed that dog food. You don't have a dog. Doesn't matter. Okay, I was looking at her ass. She had exactly the same ass as the girl I used to be with. The 29-year-old who had exactly the same ass and the kind of ass I got a chance to do stuff to. But this is a 19-year-old version of the exact same ass I got to do stuff to. But I'm not going to do stuff to her because she's 19. Oh, no. And it was really, really frustrating. 19-year-old looking just like the 29-year-old I used to be able to get it on with. And in my mind, it was like that movie. Was that movie? I forgot. Was it American Beauty with the girls laying down on the rose petals falling all over and all of that crap? Well, this was a little bit different. This was the S. Anthony version of American Beauty. And instead of rose petals falling all over, there was whipped cream on her ass. Yeah, my version's different. Also, Jello pudding, chocolate pudding on her boobs. Once again, this is my movie. Don't judge me. Shut up. But I made it a point to get her. You know, I tried to do old guy things to turn her off. You know what I mean? I started, I started, you know, oh, my back's hurting. You know what you really need? You need a massage. Oh, God, no. And finally, I just kind of ditched her in the damn supermarket and she was looking for me, but she couldn't find me. And she finally left. But in my mind, in my mind, I banged the crap out of her at least 417 times. In fact, in my mind, I banged the crap out of her four times before I even recorded the segment of the podcast. In fact, hold on for a second. I just banged her in my mind again. Don't worry, ladies. The real banging takes much longer than that. At least two minutes. <laughs> I need to edit that part out. <laughs> but it's really weird when you see people on TV do things. And sometimes you think that you couldn't possibly do that. You couldn't possibly think that way. Now, there was no chance I was actually going to take this 19 or 20 year old girl back to my house and get it on with. I wasn't going to do that. There was a part of me that wanted to because she looked exactly like I said, she looked almost exactly like someone who I used to get it on with. So it was like a part of me was like, Hey, you got another, there's another one. Hey, 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 there's another one. Get her, get her, get her, get her, get her. And the other 99% of me was like, shut up, punk. We're not touching her. We're not doing nothing to her. Now if she was 10 years older. This episode would be a little bit later because I would be someplace banging her, but that's a different story. But isn't it weird when you have those thoughts rolling through your mind and you don't want those thoughts rolling through your mind? You don't want that stuff happening. You're trying not to look at somebody when you know you shouldn't be looking at them and it takes everything. You you just got to get away. You feel guilty. I felt so guilty for a while, even though I didn't even do anything, even though I tried my best to discourage her, even though I ditched her so she wouldn't be all up in my face. I ditched her and I feel good. That means the other 99% of me said, no, S. Anthony, I know the 19 year old that looks like the 29 year old that used to be able to get it on with us in front of you. I know that she's flirting with you. I know that you absolutely could take her to bang city, but you're not going to do it because you're a good person. And I didn't do it because I'm a good person. Sometimes I wish I wasn't such a good person. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. It's good that I'm a good person. It's good that I'm a good person. <laughs> Don't judge me. But sometimes when that, that was a situation where something happened beyond my control that kind of made me feel bad. 
But sometimes it's not even something that's out of your control that makes you feel bad. Sometimes it's somebody else that tries to make you feel bad intentionally. And that's a horrible thing to do to somebody. Now, it's been happening. It's happened a couple of times to me lately, but I'll talk about that in a later podcast because right now I don't want to talk about that. But I'll talk about something very, very similar to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. I'll go back to the 90s, the early 90s when I bought my first brand new car and I was living in Los Angeles. Now, all of my friends were, 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 were giving me a hard time because they were going out and partying. They were going out and chasing the girls. They were going out and spending money on dumb crap. They were eating out every night. They were going to the parties and all that kind of crap. And all I did was work two jobs, three jobs, do stand up at the same time and try to save some money because I wanted a vehicle. Los Angeles is a big, big, big ass city. And the last thing you want to do in Los Angeles is ride the damn bus because those long ass streets, you do not want to do that and you're damn sure don't want to be walking places because everything is so spread the hell out so i would bust my ass going from one job to the next job to the next job i'd get home at 10 o'clock at night wake up at five o'clock in the morning and do it again and again and again why because i wanted a new car i wanted a new car i didn't want to have a beat up ass car that all of a sudden i start relying on the car and then it breaks down and now i really don't have a car but now i'm paying for a car hell no i didn't want that i wanted a brand new car and damn it, I was going to get a brand new car. And guess what happened? I got a brand new car. I went all in to get that car, damn it. I got a little earlier than I wanted to get it. I went all in. It's like one of those James Bond movies. I'm going to go all in with a C. And you put all the chips in. And I knew once I got that new car, I knew it was going to be about another six months till I'd have money in my pockets. Now, I wasn't, there was no danger of me not being able to pay my bills or my rent or utilities or anything like that. I'm talking about it was going to be me having a car, but not having enough money to really go anyplace, but to go to work and not being able to eat out for about another four to six months. I knew that, but I wanted the car and I got the bastard. Oh yeah. But now keep in mind the same people that were laughing at me because I wanted a car and I sacrificed to get the car. Yes, I didn't go to go to, I didn't get to go to the parties for six months. Yes, I didn't get to go out and hang out for six months. Yes, I didn't get to really eat out that often for six months. Yes, I didn't have a girlfriend and all of that kind of crap. I didn't have any of that stuff. Why? I wanted a car. Yes, right. So I get the car and now I have a brand new car and it has good gas mileage. And now the people that were laughing at me were still good friends. We're still friends. They were, I was a little annoyed with the laughing, but we were still friends. I'm driving them places. And I made the mistake of saying how good the gas mileage was. And I could, I should have looked at their faces when I was talking about it because I know if there was someone animating their, what their minds were doing, you would see the wheels turning. Wait a minute. He's got a new car with good gas mileage. Oh, yeah. I think we can do something here. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden I had one friend who needed to go places. And these places were far away. And I was happy to help. I gave him a ride. I didn't mind giving him a ride. He was a friend of mine. Damn it. And he needed a ride. And I got a new car with good gas mileage. So I gave his punk ass a ride. Yay. I like to help. Keep in mind, as I already said, I know for a fact, and these guys and this particular guy knew that it was going to be tight for me for six months because I wouldn't have any extra money because I wanted to get this particular car because it was a good deal and I had to pull the trigger on the deal. And as it turned out, the trip that I was taking him on, there was he needed to take 
it cost about 10 bucks round trip. Right. And I knew I needed him to reimburse the 10 bucks because I really couldn't spare the 10 bucks for these trips. Couldn't do it. Here's the bad part. If you're giving me a ride a long distance and it costs me 10, it costs you 10 bucks in gas, I'm going to have a $10 bill in my hand when I get in the car. The second I approach the car, the second you see me and you know you're giving me, I'm giving, you give me the ride, I'm going to say, here's the 10 bucks for the gas, man. Thanks. Especially if all I have is the 10 bucks, especially if he's as broke as I was, which he was. But we go on the trip. I put the 10 bucks in the gas because it was the gas. Uh, the gas station was right behind my house. I figured I'd get the gas. Now I'm not going to wait till he gives me the 10 bucks. I mean, he's not going to stiff me on the 10 bucks, right? He's going to have that money available. He's going to hand me that money as soon as he gets in the car. So I'll just put it in my pocket. It won't be in a big deal. I pull up. He says nothing about the money. He knows I'm tight on money. He knows it. We start driving. I'm thinking he's probably just going to maybe 10 minutes into this long ass trip. He's going to go, oh, crap. I forgot to give you the $10. And I'm sitting there waiting for it. And he's talking. And all of a sudden, the whole time I'm thinking, this bastard knows I don't have any money. He knows I'm broke. He knows I'm tight for the next six months. He knows it. And we're 10 minutes into the ride and 20 minutes into the ride and 30 minutes into the ride. The ride was an hour, by the way. And 40 minutes into the ride. And he's talking current events, sports, miscellaneous, stupid crap. And all I can hear is I don't. I'm not giving the money. I don't have the. All I can hear is I don't have the money. 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 That's not what he's saying, but that's what I'm hearing. And I'm looking at the bastard like you bastard, you bastard. Fifty minutes into the trip, I'm looking at him like this bastard is not saying. How the hell? If you know that I'm tight and we discussed how much it was going to cost and you know, I put the $10 in the gas tank. How the hell are we 50 minutes into this hour trip and you haven't pulled out the money yet? How is that the case? You punk ass bastard. How is that the case? Now I'm at the point now where, like I said, I'm still just a regular dude. I ain't got a lot of money, but I'm, but the $10 here and there is not that really that big of a deal. Okay. So if I'm hanging out with a friend of mine and we're just going about our regular routine, like say we see each other on a regular basis, you know, we're at the same store, we're hanging out. Hey man, this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And he goes, Oh crap, I need 10 bucks. And I give him 10 bucks. I wouldn't even really think about it. Right. Because it's in the flow of everything. It wasn't like we planned something. It wasn't like I told him I didn't have any money. It was in the flow. So I give him the 10 bucks. He'll either, he'll give it back to me the next time he sees me or I'll say, forget about it or I won't think about it. And then one day, maybe I'll need 10 bucks and he'll go, here's 10 bucks. Wait a minute. I owed you 10 bucks. Here's the 10 bucks back. That's usually how it works because at that point, the 10 bucks isn't going to make or break you. You have not said on it in several occasions how important you, that 10 bucks was. You didn't say how much you were in need of the 10 bucks and the fact that you were giving this guy a long ride the long ride the ride itself should have reminded him about the 10 bucks 55 minutes into the trip he still hasn't said anything 58 minutes into the trip we pull up outside the place where he has to do the thing he needs to do i have to sit there and wait for the bastard for another half an hour it's now he gets out i sit in the car for a half an hour i wait for his punk ass because he needs to handle some business he comes back out ha 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 laughing and joking whatever the hell's going on he gets back in the car and now we have an hour trip back now i'm thinking maybe he was just thinking oh you know i got to get to this destination it's not really you know maybe he's so focused on what he needed to do that he forgot the 10 bucks i'm sure now that he's back in the car he's going to give me say you know oh man i forgot to give you 10 bucks man <laughs> here's the 10 no 
and start the car back up. We start to get back at, we get back on the 101 freeway. We're heading back towards Hollywood. We're an hour, we're an hour, maybe an hour, two hour, three minutes out. And it's been 10 minutes into the trip back, 20 minutes into the trip back. He's now talking about the crap that he did at that place. Like I give a damn. And 30 minutes into the trip back, we're a half an hour outside of Los Angeles. And this bastard is still talking about crap. I don't give a crap about because the only thing I want to hear is his hand going into his back pocket. I want to hear his wallet open up. I want to hear which is this crisp bills coming out of his pocket. I want him to hand me the 10 bucks because he knows I need the 10 bucks. That bastard 40 minutes into the trip back. No money. 50 minutes into the trip, the bastard is saying how much he loves oh, that new Prince album you got playing in there is really great. Yeah, that Prince album is great. You know how much the Prince album cost? About $10, you bastard. Okay, I was a little, that wasn't exactly the most subtle thing, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> FYI, I really did say about $10. I didn't say the you bastard part, but I'd said it's about $10. You know, like, you know, <laughs> you, ever, you ever say something emphatically to someone and you're expecting them to pick up on the hint. And you know how you have that where your eyes kind of bug out a little bit and your head goes back and forward like the stereotypical, you know, like the stereotypical woman on a 70 sitcom. I said, $10, you bass, and your head moves around like, mm-hmm. Right. And he looks over at me. Yeah. $10. You know, I'm glad those CDs used to cost a lot more. And he starts talking about how much CDs used to cost. So now we're on a trip that was it was facilitated by me giving him $10 in gas and an hour and changing my damn time. We're talking about money. How, when the trip was about something you needed to do, the trip was an hour out of, I'm out of my way in one direction, a half an hour out of my way, sitting there waiting for your punk ass. And now we're 50 minutes into the trip back and you still haven't given me money. And I'm talking about money. We're talking about money and you owe me money and money's on your mind. And when the exact amount you owe me was just mentioned by the both of us and you still haven't given me the ten dollars back back you bastard 55 minutes into the trip one way back five minutes outside of los angeles four minutes we enter los angeles we're heading towards hollywood oh we see the hollywood sign oh we're passing my house i'm heading over to his apartment and we're pulling out he gets out of the car and says thanks a lot man and begins walking up the steps and i'm going this bastard Two and a half hours out of my time. I'm not even really that upset about the time. I'm upset about the amount of time it took, but I'm more upset about the $10. Just make me whole. Make me the way I was before I picked your punk ass up. You can't give me the two and a half hours back, but you can damn sure give me the $10 back, you punk ass bastard. And he's going up his first step. There's 10 steps to his front door. Second step, third step, fourth step. Am I going to have to honk the horn and make this bastard come back and give me the $10 seventh step? Am I going to have eighth step this mother sucker's not going to get top of the porch touches the door oh wait a minute comes back downstairs and gives me seven dollars and i said let me ask you a question jackass whoa, whoa, whoa. what's with the jackass it was ten dollars oh it's ten dollars oh, okay well why didn't you say something and then he gives me the ten dollars now the trip up the steps and the the whole time I'm feeling horrible. Why am I feeling horrible? Because he knows I'm broke off my ass and he's done it before. If he was somebody that I knew would always give me the money back or right away, I would not feel as bad because I would know I was going to get the money. 
But this bastard was one of those bastards that would stiff you every once in a while and then not remember you owed the money. And you didn't want to call the guy a liar. He would be so convincing about not remembering that you owe, he owed you money that sometimes you start doubting yourself. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't owe me the $10. I mean, you seem really convincing about it. But uh, this time, not this time, you bastard. Made me feel like crap. The whole trip, I'm a horror. Because that $10, when you're that broke, as broke as I was at that time, that $10 is the difference. But this is the early 90s. That's two, that's, that's lunch for three days in the 90s in, in Los Angeles. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, your stomach's going, you should have got that money, you dumb bastard. Shut up, stomach. It's not my fault you didn't get the money, bitch. Should have got the money, you stupid mother. Shut up, stomach. That's what you're going to feel like till Thursday because you didn't get the money. But no, I got the money. But you feel bad. I felt bad the whole time. Why? Because of this jackass. He knew that. If I owed him $10, which I never did, by the way, and never would. If I owed him $10, I would have got to the car. He would have rolled down the window and go, oh, yeah, um, you got the $10? He would have said that before he opened the door. But all of a sudden, when it's that money he owes me, oh, he don't remember till he touches the doorknob, that bastard. And I felt bad. I felt bad that I had to ask. That was going, I was like, I got to ask this bastard for the money. I felt bad. It's really weird when somebody makes you feel bad. Now I know that's just a little thing. Like, like I said, now it wouldn't bother me that much. It was like, hey, 10 bucks, what the hell? But back then I needed that money badly, damn it. <laughs> now what's happened to you before? You know when somebody makes you feel bad about stuff. One of my friend's grandmas pulled that kind of crap on him. It was hilarious. She made him feel horrible. She made him feel so bad. I hate when people try to make you feel bad when you don't deserve to feel bad, but she tried to make him feel bad. Now, she was a sweet lady. She really was. Sweet lady, you know? And he was one of those guys that goes, he was, one of the, he was a good, good, good grandson. He would go to see her, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the week. He would do that on a regular basis. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like clockwork. I know it was like clockwork because I was, he would be, he was working with me and I had to go with his punk ass and sit there with his grandma, but she was a sweetheart. But apparently Monday, Wednesday, and Friday wasn't enough for her. So she decided to guilt trip the crap out the bastard. Oh, yes, she did. She guilt tripped the crap out of his punk ass. Why don't you come over more often? And she made him feel like garbage. Every Monday guilt trip, 45 minute visit, 42 minutes of guilt trip, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And it was a little teeny bit of a guilt trip. I mean, she didn't pound him with it, but it was like little sprinkles in there. And you can take sprinkled guilt trips. Sprinkled guilt trips are just enough to make you do something you don't want to do, but not make you feel bad. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday turned into, mon- turned into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right? And then he kind of trailed back off the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was just too much, you know. And he kind of solidified it to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But she wanted Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday back. She wasn't happy with Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. She had to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday back. She even tried to get Sunday, but it was football season. Too bad, Grandma. F you. That's what he was thinking. 
So she started pouring on the guilt trip a little more and a little more and a little more. And then she tried to drag me into the guilt trip. She tried to turn. She tried to make me it, it was like those WWE wrestlers where they ta- like the tag team wrestling where you where the person would get in with the fight. And then when they get tired, they tag the other person. and The other person's supposed to come in. She'd guilt trip him for a few minutes. And then, and then when he started to feel a little bad and then all of a sudden he started, he started to kind of tune her out. And then she tried to tag me into the guilt trip. I bet you this Anthony doesn't spend as Anthony. I bet you go and see your grandmother often don't you and i'm going hey 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 and just like a wwe match when the person in the that was the tag remember the tag we watched wwe wrestling where one of the tag team partners was going to turn into a bad guy in the script and he, the person who was trying to tag him the person who was trying to tag him would try to tag him and then he would just move out of the way and then let the people keep beating him up it was like that she tried to tag me in to double team my friend and tag team guilt him and i moved out of the way yeah that's right you ain't getting me in on this crap lady i was like you know what i gotta get something from the car for the next 45 minutes and they should have been she should have been suspicious that i always spend 45 minutes getting something out of the car every time i went over there but she was too busy working on his punk ass to make him show up more often but the thing was she got kind of greedy with it. You know, you, you can't be too greedy when you're guilt tripping people. Like I said, if you sprinkle a little bit of guilt trip on them, you can get them to do stuff. Maybe subconsciously, they'll move in your direction. You know, maybe she could have gotten Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She may even gotten a Saturday or she may even gotten them to stay 15 minutes longer on the Monday, Wednesday and Fridays that he showed up. Not the 45 minutes. She may have gotten an hour out of it. That's what that would have been good. She should have been happy with that. But no, she got a little bit of a greedy. Oh yeah. You know, Jimmy and yeah, I'm seventy years old, you know, you should come more often because you, you never know how you know, you never know what's gonna happen. You never know how long people are gonna you never know and you know I could you I could you could one day you could you could be missing a day and you could come here and I'm just not gonna be with us. I could be gone, I could be gone. I could you know, I could be I could be passing away. I could I could die. I mean you, 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 you. and she did that and it was a step too far. Because the little sprinkle of the guilt trip was working. He didn't want to be there Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hell no. Who wants that? How much How much freaking carrot cake and coffee can you drink and eat? Okay, nobody wants that crap. That's why I was in the car eating a damn hamburger. I mean, would you like some more carrot cake? No, I'm going to be out in the car for 45 minutes. I mean, I'm looking for something. <laughs> the fact that it's going to be the exact amount of time that he wants to be here is strictly a coincidence, even though it's happened 127 times in a row. <laughs> yeah, I could die, Jimmy. You should come back. And then he thought about it. He's like, wait a minute. You're trying to pull the death thing on me? That's what he's thinking. And he realized the people in his family lived to an average of about 96 years old. That's what this guy's genetics are like. People in his family lived to like the mid 90s you can hit people in his family with a bus and a hatchet you know you could smoke you can have second third and 12th hand smoke in their face they could be drinking poison and guess what they still ain't dying to their mid 90s he knows it she knows it you don't know you don't know how much time i have left yeah i got i know how much time i you got left grandma you're 70 you got the same amount of time left that everybody else in the family has left you got 25 more years left shut up old lady cut that guilt trip crap out he didn't actually say that well he said it but he said it in the car 
she got greedy, tried to get him to come every day. So what did he do? Now, all of a sudden, he's only showing up on Mondays. Oh, no. Granny done fucked up, didn't she? And she started ratcheting up the guilt. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm not feeling well. And we all know nobody in that man's family. They, they, the the pe- if he t- if you took that woman to the doctor's office, he'd be like, "What are you doing here? You're healthier than everybody in here." The woman runs quadruple marathons and weightlifts while she kickboxes. Ain't nothing wrong with that broad, and she knows it. Trying to make him feel guilty. Now, granted, it didn't help the fact that he's in the car fuming mad because his grandma's trying to manipulate him when she knows damn well she's healthy. There's nothing wrong with her, and he resented it. It didn't help that I'm in this passenger seat of the car laughing at his punk ass didn't help at all help me i thought the shit was hilarious my grandmother never did that kind of crap to me my grandma was like you want to come over it's cool that's great you want to come over more often i don't know what you look like <laughs> okay my grandmother did that did, did not say that but she got greedy she made him feel bad And it backfired on her. And all of a sudden, he went from going from Monday through Saturday back to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then what happened? Bam! His punk ass only went on Mondays. Why? Because she tried to make him feel bad. You should never do that. You should never try to make people feel bad on purpose. You know? She's the one that missed out on it. She's the one that missed out. I mean, she still saw him, you know? Now, granted, I still kept going over there uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wait till he left because I realized that I said, Look, this house is kind of expensive. She was, she, uh, you know, she probably has a little bit of money. I didn't really think about that, you know. So I, I started to show up at the house uh, when he wasn't there, you know. And, you know, I, you know, you know did a little, I talked him down a little bit, you know. He showed up on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, you know. And I started showing up on Tuesdays and Thursdays regularly. He'd show up on Monday and then I'd show up on Tuesday. And she goes, well, how's it going? I said, I said, it's going very, very well. I'm, I'm really glad to be here and to spend time with you. Um, I, you know, personally, I don't know. I, I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't put up with Jim talking about me My, if I was his grandmother. You know what I'm saying? I mean, personally, I personally, I would probably take him out of the will and give his money to his black friend as Anthony Thomas. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> What I'm saying is that, you know, the Jim, Jim's a great guy, you know, I mean, you know, I was talking to him the other day and he said something about, uh, you know, he didn't care about your money, that you should give it to me. You know, I said, Jim, that's disgusting. You should never, ever tell your grandmother who you love. No, I mean, even though when I go over to your house that you, you, you have a picture of her on your wall on the dartboard, you keep throwing that darts at her and saying, fuck that old lady. I don't want her money. Give that money to S. Anthony. I said, listen, Jim, that's, that's not right. Take that dartboard down. But he said, shut up, punk. And I said, oh, come on, Jim. And he said, I don't even, I don't even want to see her on Mondays, damn it. And I said, and I said, Jim, you should go see her on Mondays. And Jim said, I don't want to see her on Mondays. In fact, I'm going to call her up right now and tell her to take me out of the will and give her money to you. And I said, Jim, don't do that. Jim really said that? Yes, Jim said that. You know, and I said, Jim, whatever you do, that's disgusting. The last thing you want to do is have your grandma take all that money and not give it to you and give it to me instead. I mean, listen, granted, I actually now, because at this point I was now seeing her Monday through Sunday every day of the week. I said, now that I'm here every day, well, actually, I made, well it's a couple of times he showed up on Monday and I was already there. 
And I kind of had to hide upstairs in the bedroom, you know, because I didn't want him to know I was over there. So, he, you know, he's outside. He's, was this Anthony here? And she goes, it's Anthony. Now, why would he be here? And he goes, I don't know. I think I see his car outside. And, you know, and then I would, you know, kind of climb down the back of the house and very quick, you know, run around front. And she would distract him. And I would put my car in neutral and kind of push it around the block. You know, and then climb back up the back of the thing and then go back up into the bedroom. He goes, oh, I could have sworn I saw the mighty Toyota Camry out front. I said, well, there's, there's a lot of Toyota Camrys out front. Did you see the license plate? Uh, no, I didn't see the license plate. Good. <clears throat> I mean, that, that's okay. You know, and then he he would leave and I would come downstairs and I would say, yeah, see what I'm saying? He's so busy, you know, worrying about other people's cars in front of the house. I, yeah, I mean, personally, me, me, grandma, I'm, 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 and I want to, I can call you grandma, right? Well, as often as you're over here, of course you can call me grandma. That's okay. Thank you, grandma. Cause I, you know, because of the fact that I, I'm going to say this right now. This may seem out of place because we're not actually genetically linked nor are we related in any way other than the fact that I've been coming over 127 times to watch your ungrateful grandson who probably doesn't deserve the money in your will. I, I came over here. You know, cause I mean, you know, I just want to let you know that I, I feel that, you know, like the we're we are we're like family. I consider you like a grandmother to me, you know, the kind of grandmother that, you know, would you because know, you look like you look like a generous person, the kind of person that would give someone who's not genetically linked to you at all and has no real relationship with you at all, who was for some reason coming over to the house and bringing you carrot cake and coffee that he didn't want to eat before. But now for some reason, even though he does not like carrot cake at all and. Your coffee kind of sucks. He seems to be in, in enjoying it. I just want to let you know right now, Grandma, because I, I can call you. Let me give you a kiss on the cheek. Okay, Grandma, there we go. Uh, Grandma, I just want to let you know right now that um, you know, Jim's a good friend of mine, you know, but he's he's doing really good in his career right now. You know, I mean, he's he's doing so good that, you know, um, you know, if if I was an older person that had a lot of, had some money to give out. I would, you know, because I think Jim personally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a friend of Jim's. I do like to let you know right now. I personally, if you were to give Jimmy any of that money that you had that I didn't know that you have that I now know that you have. If you were to give him that money, I personally think he would be insulted by it. So, you know, you should probably just, you know, give that to somebody else, but not somebody in the family because your family, you know, your family wouldn't need that. You should probably give that to someone that's, uh, you know. You know, someone that someone else that's not a relative of yours, someone that's close to you, you know, like close to you, like like right this second close to you. You know what I'm saying now? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, because like people over five foot nine don't like money. Jim, Jimmy's six, two. And I don't think he'd need that money. I just happen to be five, eight and change. So I'm under five foot nine. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, this just, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I have a little more carrot cake now. And I looked around and Jimmy was at the door. And it was too late for me to hide and he comes in. Yes? Yes? What are you doing here? Nothing. Talking to grandma. Well, your grandma. <sighs> You're doing it again, aren't you? Doing what? It wasn't enough that you convinced my grandfather to give you all the damn money. Now you're trying to get grandma to get the other half of the money, you bastard. Jim. <laughs> What are you talking about? There's, there's no way I would ever do that again. <laughs> now I know what you, I know what you're saying. You're wondering why I'm sitting here with this lawyer and this big piece of paper that your grandmother's about to sign, and it it says last will and testament. And you, you probably are wondering why your name was scratched out and S. Anthony was written in there. Personally, it's a coincidence. I mean, it's probably some dude that's not me. That's. <laughs> 
So Jim and I aren't, Jim and I aren't friends anymore. Um, he convinced his grandma to, to give him the money. You know, I, I, I should have got to the house a little earlier. She was almost ready to sign that shit. That's been well, like I said, you know, you, sometimes you do things that make people feel bad, you know, uh, and, you know, trying to get his grandmom to kick him out of the will and give me all her money. I made my friend Jim feel bad. You know, I kind of regret that. I kind of regret that. You know, I just I, should, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I should have I mean, really think about it. I should have worked on his grandma first because his grandpa didn't really have that much money. And, you know, when I got the money out of the will for his granddaddy, it was only about two grand. I wouldn't shit. You know, I, you know, I blew that on hookers immediately. But his grandma had like a hundred grand. I was trying to get that. But, you know, uh, didn't work out that much. You know, so it's just, uh, yeah, you know, so. I don't even know why I put this in the segment. I should probably edit this part out because this is kind of not looking good for my character. It's kind of making me look like I did bad stuff and I should. <laughs> anyway, folks. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying is don't let people do things to you that make you feel bad. Right. Like with the money thing, man. You know, the next time I went out with this dude, he comes up to the car and I'm, I'm skipping over Jim because, you know, there's a restraining order from the family. Now I can't go, can't hang out with Jim and his, can't hang out with his grandmom anymore because, uh, there's a restraining order. I can't go near anyone in the family. <clears throat> you know, and, uh, you know, a couple of his brothers came over and shot up my car. For those of you that are new to the podcast, these flights of fanny, fancy, are actually just comedy sketches. I've never done any of that shit. I know there may be one or two stupid people listening to this. None of that shit actually happened, you dumb bastards. Back to the story. So anyway, what I was saying was, don't make people feel bad if you can help it. Because feeling bad is horrible. You should try to make people feel good on a regular basis, right? So don't, that's all I'm saying, folks. Make people feel good. That's, that's, that's what I want you to do. That's why I make people feel good all the time. That's my job as a podcaster, as a comedian, to try to make people feel good. Sometimes I tell inspiring stories. Sometimes I tell funny stories. Sometimes I talk about what's in the news. But no matter what, my friends, it's my job and my honor to try to make you feel good. (laughs) Long ass segment over. I want to talk to you guys about one last thing in this episode. And I'm going to... You don't realize how much your family's manipulating your punk ass until they manipulate your punk ass. I thought I was helping out, but now I realize now I'm a damn sucker. I'm a sucker. I didn't realize I was a sucker, but now I know I'm a damn sucker. And I bet there's a bunch of you out there that are a bunch of suckers too. Yeah, I said it. I'm one of the, because of my, what I do, I'm always traveling back and forth and running and moving and grooving. And people will always call me to tell me to pick up this and pick up that and they'll give me the money back. And unlike in the, in the, in that, in that first long ass segment, these are people that will actually give me my money without me having to want to drop kick them. They always make me go to the store. So I started to go to the store for the people and they go, you know what you can do, S? Yeah. Why don't you get one of those discount cards? I mean, since you're the one that always goes to the store for me and yeah, you go to the store for all of us. You get one of those little discount cards. You can sweep the discount card, right? And, you know, if there's, you know, if there's money on the card or if there's some kind of discount or something like that, you can do use the discount. Then you can go shopping at that store. 
right? And our c- c- contribution to you, because I know you won't take any money for going to store for us, but you can use the points and the this points and the triple points and the quadruple points and the double points and the mega points and all of that crap. And you can use that at the store. And I'm thinking, this is great. This is great. I mean, I was going to, ask them for money for going to the store for them. They're my friends and family. I'm already out in the street. I buy the product for them. I get it at the store and I bring it to them. No big deal. I was already out in the street anyway. And the simple fact that I can get a benefit, maybe if I wanted to get something from the store, I'll get a discount on purchases that I make. Fantastic. This is great. I like it. It's a win-win for them and me. Yay. And that's what I'm thinking in the beginning. And why am I thinking that? Because I'm a sucker. And you probably did the, the same thing probably happens to you in this way or some other way. And that makes you a sucker. And I feel like a sucker right now. Damn it. Because I didn't even pay attention to the stuff I was buying. It would get me this, get me that, and I'd get it and I'd bring it back. And then I realized, wait a second. It's not like I'm bringing back soda or bringing back gum or bringing back bread or bringing back some stuff like that. No, I realized everything I was bringing to these people is the kind of stuff that people normally, you know, you know, the cliche, the corny routines, the stupid comedy routines where people, you know, back in the 80s and these these routines were common where people, you know, I'm going to go buy condoms and you buy 27 other things. You know, when then you try to you know, try to hide the condoms, and that's a cliche. I get it, but some of those things are based in reality because that actually is what what happens. Well, now what I notice is that the people around me that know my goings and comings and comings and goings and know that I go by this particular store with the good deals and all of that crap and the card and all of that crap, I now know they don't have to put. The the disgusting products and the embarrassing products in among a bunch of other things. Oh no, they've moved it to another level. Those dirty bastards turning me into a sucker. Why buy a bunch of other things just to get that disgusting product, that embarrassing product when I could just get the embarrassing product by itself with no ramifications without having to be embarrassed at all because S. Anthony will get the disgusting product, get the embarrassing product and bring it to me. That's right. That's what those bastards were doing. Oh my, I knew something was up. Those pieces of crap. I knew it. Right? I'd go into a store. I wasn't even paying attention to what I was buying because it was just in the mix. I would go in the store and get some stuff for myself self, and I would throw their product and didn't even think about it. And then I realized I started paying closer attention to the stuff they were making me bring back for their punk asses. And I realized... Wait a second. I didn't even know this. This is this. What kind of product is this? Deodorant for dudes with extra stinky, disgusting, sweaty pits that they're gross and disgusting. And the funny thing about it is that's the actual product name. Dudes with stinky, disgusting pits that are gross and disgusting. It's not a big seller, but it's important product for people with disgusting pits. Oh, no. Okay, it's not really the name, but you get the point. And then I go someplace and I get a thing foot powder for dudes whose feet stink so bad their dogs jumped out the window. Oh, God. And then I got to go in there and get you send me in for your adult diaper crap. Right. And the funny thing about it is when you go and buy those things. Because I wasn't really paying it. I was just like, hey, let me grab this product. Because I'm so nonchalant about it. 
Not only do they think that these are my problems, which are problems I don't have, but they're thinking not only do I have these problems, but he's so casual about it. He's had these problems for a long time. When he gets that disgusting armpit double funk deodorant, he's so casual putting it on the counter. He's not embarrassed at all. That just means his armpits are extra stinky. They've been extra stinky for such a long time. He's used to having extra stinky pits. That disgusting freak. When I get that double disgusting foot powder crap and they, they, they with the funk, double quadruple funk that makes your cat duct tape over its own nose and the food in your refrigerator goes bad because the funk goes through the door and destroys the food foot powder. I put it on the counter so casually. Well, he put it on the counter so casually he must have had that disgusting foot funk for a long time. Oh, that man's disgusting. Come up to the counter with the damn undergarments for the, 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 the shit catching, piss catching undergarments. He puts it up on the counter so casually next to his Coca-Cola and cupcakes. Sitting there with Coca-Cola cupcakes and the shit catching drawers. And all of a sudden they're looking at me like, look at this guy. Yeah, he's got the shit catching, piss catching drawers. And he doesn't even try to hide them. What kind of self-respecting guy would put the shit catching at the drawers on the counter without having enough self-respect to buy 15 or 16 things he doesn't need. Doesn't he listen to bad 80s era comedy? <laughs> so I buy that crap and I'm going, oh, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize what these suckers, well, they're not the suckers, I'm the sucker. I didn't realize what these bastards that suckered me into doing. Right now, all the time, remember, I'm making these purchases. And one of the things that was going to be one of my benefits was to use the card, was to flash the card. They sweep the card. But you got to remember when you sweep a card or flash a card at a place and they sweep it into that system, you are now leaving a digital footprint. Oh, yeah. I remember when I used to go to the store for my grandma and she'd have these medicines, but the medicines were for like old woman medicine. So when I, when people would see me with the old woman medicine, they knew it was old woman medicine and they didn't think it was mine. It's, oh, it's for your grandma or something? Yeah. And then when I would get stuff in the mail, everybody would see old woman crap coming to man. We'd go, oh, you must be for your grandma. Yeah. But foot funk, pit funk and shit catching, piss catching drawers could be for anybody. Damn it. There's no distance between me and that crap. I can't deny it. I'm up there casually putting that crap on the counter. And I didn't realize I was leaving a digital footprint. Oh, no. Coming to the store, I see a beautiful lady who's age appropriate at the, for me at the time. And I'm going, oh, this is going to be great. I look at her hand. She don't have a ring finger on her hand. I'm talking to her. We're having a conversation. I'm not flirting with her because I don't know if she's taken. And then she starts throwing out that I'm not taking signals. And I'm going, I'm going to ask for her phone number. And I, was, I give her, I give her the, quick, the quick test flirt. She smiles and tee hee hees. I buy some stuff that's regular stuff, some bread, some milk, or some crap like that. I handed a card, and as I handed a card, I realized, oh no. Yes, I'm gonna save a dollar eighty-seven. But one eight seven is also the sign, is also the police number for murder. And this card and that digital footprint is going to 187 my chances of being with this woman. And I can see her smiling in slow motion at me. And I'm thinking, oh, what could, what could have been? 
It's like when you watch a movie and the guy doesn't realize that his partner's already been killed in the warehouse by the bad guys. He's two blocks away. He, as far as he knows, his friend's alive and well. But you as the audience member knows something bad's about to happen. In fact, something bad did happen. He's about to find out something bad happened. And oh no, he sees it. And you were in the audience are watching and you know the bad thing's going to happen and you know it's going to happen. Oh no. Well, I was like an audience member to my own life right there I knew as she was taking that card she was going to sweep the card to give me my discount and I knew for a fact the history of purchases are going to come up and I'm watching her face I want to see the moment she sees the stuff I was buying and thinks it's my stuff and she's smiling Mr. Thomas your total comes to blah 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 your savings is 180 She's looking at me like, look at this guy. He's kind of cute, but I don't want to have sex with somebody who has foot funk, pit funk, and actually has the, and wears shit catching, piss catching drawers. How am I going to snuggle up to somebody? If I snuggle on his chest, his pits are going to be too funky. I'm going to have to put his feet in bags, and the last thing I want to do is be in a bed with somebody. How am I going to get it on with him when he's wearing shit catching, piss catching drawers? And I tried my best to try to go, yeah, I always go and get stuff for other people at this place. You wouldn't believe the stuff they, and then I tried it and she wouldn't believe it. And I was telling the truth, but she's looking at me like, nice try, stinky pit, funky foot, shitty butt, get out of line, you punk. She stayed at that store for three more months and wouldn't even look at me. And you're probably going, oh, just, you, just, you just missed out on one girl. What's the deal? It's not just about the girl. It's not just about the beautiful woman I could have dated that wanted to date me. No, it's not about that. Shut up. It was a dude behind that counter that I thought was cool. You know, sometimes you meet a dude. He was her replacement. And the dude was cool. He was a good guy. And every time I would go into the store and he, I, I didn't, I, he was in the desk next counter. We'd laugh and joke and tease about football and this team and that team dude stuff, bonding stuff. And he thought I was cool and I am cool. And I thought he was cool and he was cool. And then this time I actually get to the counter with him and I make a joke. Hey man, finally, we can be, finally we working together here. <laughs> and we're laughing and joking and I give him my gum. And he's laughing. Hey, baby, 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 you got a card yet? I said, yeah, here's my card. Oh, no. I already explained what what was about to happen. You know what I'm saying. And I'm getting my candy bar and I hand it to him. And I said, you add this on there too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I said, oh, man, get a free candy bar, don't I? Yeah, you do put it. Yeah, I'm giving the other candy bar and I'm not even thinking about it. And then I remember he's got the card. He's waiting with the card because he wants to ring everything up and then sweep the card. And I'm going, oh, no. And he's he's got his hand up to give me a high five. And he goes, hold on a second. And I can see him looking at my history of purchases from my digital footprint. Oh, no. And he all of a sudden puts his hand in his pockets. He didn't want to high five me at all. Why? Because as far as he knows, I'm a stinky, pitted, funky footed, shit catching drawers, piss catching drawers wearing bastard. And then he didn't even hand me the card back. He threw it across the room and said, get it, you sick bastard. I didn't appreciate that, but I couldn't blame him. 
So, folks, let me tell you something right now. Don't think your relatives are so damn innocent when they send you to the store for their stuff. Hell no. They just don't want to have to sit there and get their own disgusting products. You know what I do now when those bastards call me up to get stuff? I say, first of all, tell me the stuff you want to get. And they'll say, soap, I'll get it. Milk, I'll bring it. Bread, it's on its way. DiGiorno pizzas, no problem. I would like you to bring my shit-catching, piss-catching drawers. I fuck you, no. Could you get my stuff? No, Funky Foot. I know what you're up to. And tell Pitts back there that he ain't getting his crap either. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to get through it. I, I, damn it, I hate one. Anyway, <laughs> so um, but but in but in reality, uh, that that's that's a uh, obviously it's an exaggeration of a true story. Um, uh, <laughs> that's, that's really what happened. But what, what really, here's, here's what actually happened. Um, they did send me to get some people did send me. It was like one person and, um, it was somebody that sent me for something. And it was like, I think it was like undergarments. It, it really, these were the products. Like it was like a extra strength deodorant, a foot powder. And, uh, I forgot the name. It was, it wasn't the, it was like a name brand. Uh, undergarment but it was like a really good the combination of those three things so i go up to the counter and i put it on the counter and there was a cute girl there um she was married so i wasn't actually gonna hit on her uh that's the story was re- rewritten just to for the jokes you know what i'm saying so uh <laughs> so I, I put the stuff on the counter and she looks at it and she looks at me and, I'm, she, and I, I look at her and i go yeah it's all for me yeah and i'm proud of it and then she looked at me like, what? And then, and then she started laughing because she realized I was kidding. So uh, that's actually what happened. It was just that simple. <laughs> but people will send you this stuff uh, to go to the store for stuff that's um, embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you've done it before. Yeah. Uh, you know, every guy, because, uh, uh, you know, it's a cliche when guys, they talk about guys going to the store to get tampons for their girlfriends and all that kind of stuff. That, that, I've lived with women before. That ain't bother me at all. It didn't bother me to hold purses. It didn't bother me to get tampons. None of that stuff. But would you let you do? I get because tam- the thing is, if you're a dude and you're getting tampons, what that means is you're getting laid regularly. Women that are not banging you do not send you for tampons. It means you're banging, right? If you're standing there with a purse, it means like women don't have dudes that not bang and walk around with their purses. It means you got a long-term girlfriend and ain't nothing to be ashamed of, right? Like that time I was walking around the mall in panties and a bra. It means, huh? That, that a step too far? Really? Okay, I did not walk around with a panties and a bra in the mall, you sick bastards. <laughs> I did it in the parking lot. Okay, that apparently somebody just dropped something on the steps upstairs. Uh, that did not happen also. Um, in all seriousness, though, uh, you know, you, you, when, you, when you do stuff, when people, people will send you the stuff to the store for embarrassing crap, but don't let it get to you, man. Be like me. Embrace that shit. Think you want to embarrass me? Hell no. I'll do an episode of my podcast about it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Segment over. Well, folks, thank you very much. This has been episode number 210 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for listening to me. I appreciate it. There's been more of you coming every week. And uh, I really do appreciate the kindness. I appreciate the kind words for the little 30 second skit I put on the on the uh, 
on the Twitter feed and uh, also your kind words about the podcast. Much love to everybody. Um, for those of you that are listening to me, the, for those my for my longtime sass potters, thank you for listening. Check out um, hashtag Potter and family on Twitter. That's a bunch of other um, podcasts that I think you'll enjoy. Of course, listen to mine first. But then after you listen to mine first, then go listen to them. <laughs> Sorry, bastards. I'm going to think about me first. F y'all. Anyway, <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, thank you very, very much for uh, for all your love and support. I really appreciate it. Hello, Great Britain. I know there's some new people in Great Britain. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening. My new Aussie, my new Aussie listeners, my Aussie sass powders. How you doing? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. To my new Australian sass powders. Uh, like I said, the Great Britain sass powders. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for coming along. My new Canadian sass powders. Thank you for showing up. And my American sass powders, who were my original sass powders, and obviously my largest group of sass powders and my fastest growing group of sass powders. Thank you very, very much. Much love to, to you all. For those of you that are listening, I am on Twitter in two places. The Twitter for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for this show is at S is at S Anthony says I would suggest following both. I am on Snapchat at S Anthony Thomas, of course, or, and I think my snap, my snap code is S Anthony Thomas one. So follow me on Snapchat. If you want to know that it's actually me on Facebook, uh, my verified Facebook page is S Anthony says, so go follow that. And if you love this podcast, uh, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It was, it would be a really big help and I would really, really appreciate it. And I want to thank you in advance for those of you that do. Much love to you all. Much love to you all. Much love to every last one of you. Oh, I forgot. Somebody, I forgot. Somebody goes, oh, you forgot to tell everybody the email address. Well, I'm going to tell you now and you know who you are. Uh, the email address for me is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. And this episode number 210 has completed. And now I'm going to say what I always say at the end of the podcast. And now that I know some of you weirdos actually say it with me at the same time, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it again. Even though I can't hear it, I know you're doing it. Do me a favor, my friends, whether you're listening to this on in, in your earphones, listening on a treadmill, whether you're running on a treadmill, whether you're mowing the lawn, whether you're doing some yard work, whether you're cooking in the kitchen or you're just walking down the street in some earbuds listening to the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. This episode has completed. And in three, I'm going to close out the show the way I always close out the show. And I want you to join me on the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Ah.